Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, where we have eye-opening conversations with all types of fascinating tango professionals. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to all you first-time and newer listeners. Really glad you're here and hope you're having a good day. My guest today is based in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She's a renowned teacher, dancer, DJ, organizer, and photographer. And with me now is Simona Faro. Simona, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. It's great to be talking to you. It's great to be here too, Joe. <laughs> All right. So how are things in New Mexico these days? Uh, New Mexico is a little bit cold, but the weather is great. Nice. It's the sun, it's sunny. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's nice to be here. Yeah. yeah. You all should come and dance here in New Mexico. Yeah, I, I was supposed to. Right before COVID, there was a live music festival that I was invited I to. And I was so looking forward to it. I booked my ticket. I booked my hotel. And then, yeah, then my flight yeah, got canceled. And it was and, canceled. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was such a disappointment. Yeah, I was looking for that festival too. Mm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you were recently in Florida for a festival. How did that go? Oh, it was great. The Miami mm-hmm. Sunshine Tango Festival. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. I mean, more than dancing on the beach and the poolside, it was great. Nice. <laughs> and there was a, a great um, tango band, tango orchestra. Yeah. Awesome. So was this the first festival you've been to since the lockdown or have you been to several others? No, I've been to many, many festivals. Oh, good. Good lockdown. for you. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good that you yes. kept it going. Yeah. yeah. So Simona, how did how did you fall in love with tango? So I fell in love with tango in 2015. Uh, I'm from Italy and mm-hmm. I moved to the United States in 2011, uh, 2010 actually, New mm-hmm. Mexico 2011. Nice. But my best friend from Italy, Carolina, she started dancing tango I think six years before I did. And she was telling me, Simona, you have to do tango, you have to do tango, you have to do tango. And I finally, I finally gave up and I never looked back. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, did you start yes. dancing tango in Italy? No, I started here in New Mexico. Oh, okay, okay. What were, what were your first lessons like? Uh, magic, like everything in tango. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I, I fell in love right away. Actually, mm-hmm. my, so my first tango class, I just asked to watch. So I watched for the whole class. Mm-hmm. And then my second class is the one where I actually danced. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I was quite adventurous, even though my first class I only watched, and then my second one I danced. Uh, in a month, I had my first milonga. <laughs> nice. And uh, after two months, I went to my first festival. Because, you know, here in Albuquerque, there is the uh, big festival in November, mm-hmm. end of October. Yeah, so. Nice. You jumped right into it. <laughs> yes, I was mm-hmm. reckless. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's sometimes that's the way to do it. So yeah. uh, after you started, did you, you started getting into it? Did you start uh, telling your friend and you know, how did your friend react when you started telling her you were right away? Of course, even mm-hmm. before <laughs> when yes. I was planning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I Besides the love for tango at first sight, mm-hmm. I'm trying to recruit tango dancer everywhere I go. <laughs> so that yeah. is my other mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really neat how that works. Like I've talked to so many people and they have that same experience that something just inside them awakens and then they got to tell everybody about it. And that's that's great. I love how that, how that works. Not only that, but like you walk in, in a room, whatever, a restaurant, mm-hmm. a library, every, every place and you think, oh, this will be great for a milonga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Like there were so many different places where you wouldn't think there'd be a Malanga. And I'm so glad that there's some people who feel that way. And it's like, and then they end up organizing one. When I was living in Ohio many years ago, um, there was an ice cream shop and someone decided to have a Malanga there. And it was great. We had Malanga and ice cream. They just moved all the tables and that was really fun. So I would never have that thought of that. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Oh, did you also, uh, try dancing tango in Italy after you started doing it here? Yeah, so after I, I went back to Italy several times, I think I think three times. Uh, mm -hmm. I went as a beginner. Yes, I danced everywhere I went. And actually, mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't I lived in Palermo for I, I lived around Italy. I, I was not in one place. Palermo mm -hmm. was one of the city where I lived and I went and danced in uh, Monreale, which is a town close to Palermo. Mm -hmm. And um, I ran into one of my father's co-worker, like uh, that I knew when I was 12. Okay. And we danced together, he's a tango dancer too. Like oh. the world is, the world of tango is so small. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. Yeah, and I love, I love dancing in Italy too, it was great. Okay. Yeah. Were there, is there a, a, you know, culturally, was there a big difference between the dancers there and here or no? Uh, yes, there, there is a difference. I mean, the, of course, there are different styles. Mm -hmm. um, I found them very musical. One thing that I lived in Italy many, many years, the majority of my life. And when I get back after dancing tango, I realized that there are like everywhere in the streets, I will read tango, tango class, tango lessons everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I did not realize mm -hmm. how spread tango is in Italy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there are so many milongas and events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I went back during the pandemic in August. Mm. Um, tango was not really back yet, yeah. but I did get to dance um, in Rome close to the river. That was nice. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I've, I've been to, to several parts of Europe, but I have not yet been to Italy and I really would love to go sometime. So. Oh, definitely worth it. Yeah. So while you were growing up in Italy, did you have any sort of artistic inclination or any other kind of uh, dance interest at all when you were a child? Uh, no, no. Tango is my first dance. I did a little bit of gymnastic when I was young, but okay. that was about it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's just interesting because not necessarily everybody starts off as a dancer. They they come into tango and they really get into it, and and that's that. So. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> so you had no, um, like, there was no exposure to tango at all while you were growing up, or no, no, okay. No. Well, actually, I, my ringtone <laughs> when I was sixteen uh -huh. was "Por una cabeza." Oh, really? <laughs> I, nice. <laughs> I see. I saw it sent to a woman, and mm -hmm. I decided that that was going to be my. That is a beautiful song. Yeah. Yes. And so, yes, yeah, so even back then, it was already calling to you in yeah. a way. It yes. was in the back of your mind. <laughs> you sell family in Italy? Everybody's in Italy. Everybody's right in Italy. Yes. Okay. yes. I am the only one in the United States. Nice. Now, are you the only one in your family who dances tango, or have you recruited other family members? When my parents come to visit me, I make them take classes. <laughs> my father loves it. My mom, not so much. Okay. <laughs> it's funny when I was, yeah, my, my father did dance a little bit when he was younger. Uh, my mom, not so much. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did take, they did visit Buenos Aires once and they did take a couple tango classes and my dad really had fun with it. So, 
Yeah. So, Simona, just as you started really getting into tango, it's great that you jumped right into festivals right away. I know some people are going to do that. Not everyone does. I mean, it took me several years before I had the courage to go to a festival, but um, definitely encouraged. But uh, yeah, so during the, the course of your learning, what were some memorable experiences that really shaped the way you dance? Mm. Probably many. <laughs> yeah, there are many. There are good, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, being reckless, I was just going to milongas. I didn't even know what practicals were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember this milonga, one of the first that I went to. In Albuquerque, we have the Tango Club of Albuquerque that before the pandemic used to have weekly milongas and practicals. Mm-hmm. And I remember dancing with uh, this guy that now is a very sweet guy, is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. But what we started dancing, he said, you know, there are practicals that you can go to. <laughs> like, what oh, does yeah, that okay. mean? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He's telling me I'm not ready to be in a milonga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was like, okay, maybe I need, I, I need to rethink what I'm doing. And actually, even though I started going to festivals right away, I will go mostly for classes and mm-hmm. then do a little bit of the milonga. It's really after my second year of touring mm-hmm. around festivals that yeah. I really had fun dancing rather than just taking classes mm-hmm. okay nice yeah because i like what you said about being reckless like kind of jumping into things because i was the opposite i was afraid of everything but then you know people had to either drag me or i would just very incrementally work up the courage to do things but so so where does that is were you always um reckless i guess or adventurous for as long as you can uh, remember uh i'm not I'm actually not, but in general, I take my decision recklessly. Okay. <laughs> and I regret. No, so I did. I did jump in into tango mm-hmm. and just do everything like festivals, milonga practices, all classes, all kind of workshops. No matter mm-hmm. what the level of the workshop was, mm-hmm. I was doing it anyway. Then I kind of slowed down, and after the first year, I realized <laughs> that I needed to <laughs> to be uh, to choose more carefully what to do. Yeah. So yeah. I guess my, my curve experience is it's the opposite of yours. So okay. I was reckless at the beginning and then I slowed down after. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a balance. Yeah. Yes. So when, when your first workshop, did you just sign up for everything? Yes. Okay. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I think that Analia Centurion was coming here ah, in Albuquerque. Nice. That was mm-hmm. probably, yeah, probably, I started in August and she came in September and I mm-hmm. did the whole workshop. Yep. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing I I always have a bad habit of doing. I sign up for so much, and then your and then your feet and legs are tired, and then you realize, oh, there's a malanga tonight. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I love them. Even if I don't dance, I just love to to watch people dancing. I just, I mean, I'm, I think that tango is magic. And it's yeah. In any aspect, right. either if you dance, if you don't, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, it's just soaking in that atmosphere. Yes. You know? So, yeah, even when people come by and say, I just want to dance, I just want to, or I just want to watch, that's okay because eventually yeah. you're going to want to dance. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That is very true. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. How about advice from teachers that you've had? What, what's some really good advice that you've, that you've heard that you still carry with you today? Um, well, I have technical advices that I always carry with me. There mm-hmm. is something that I got from every, every teacher, but what mm-hmm. I'm working on lately, James Friedgen and Krista Rodriguez mm-hmm. are um, my teachers at the moment. And um, 
uh, I was over, um, I was not paying enough attention um, at counting when I'm dancing. Mm. Um, so that is something that I'm working on. And um, also how to make feel your partner, um, how, how to make, to make feel your partner with your embrace. Uh, I, I bought lead and follow and I enjoyed doing both. And uh, I'm right now, I'm, I'm in the research of finding the best way of um, collaborating in the embrace mm -hmm. with the partner. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good, good. When did you start leading? I started leading because here in Albuquerque, there were, of course, more followers than leaders. Mm -hmm. and. At one point, I did not want to wait to be a student. Mm -hmm. And also in general, I'm, I'm a curious person, so I want to understand everything about tango. I wanted to understand the dynamic as a follower and as a leader mm -hmm. and feel how what it means to lead someone else as feeling what it means to follow. Mm -hmm. And I actually started, I think that I started after my first year of tango. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, started, um, I started active actively leading because nice. I did some classes at the beginning where there were only women so I, I decided to lead okay um, um. but yeah I, I actually love it mm -hmm. and uh, when I teach I do teach both roles and everybody in class that's both roles that's great yeah. that's great so when you started leading were there any insights into following that maybe you that sort of became clearer or anything new that came to mind oh definitely uh definitely um being able to um keep your balance even when the leader um take you off balance and um being able to um distribute your weight mm -hmm. so that you you know you don't injure yourself or you don't put too much pressure on your leader that it was mm -hmm. one of the main thing mm -hmm. and um i was a i was in seattle in october and i led this amazing follower and the other mm -hmm. thing is like she was doing all this wonderful embellishment and her musicality was out of this world and i said mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna i told her, i'm gonna steal all of your moves <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> when i'm following <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah yeah yeah, such a good thing to learn the other role. I guess, yeah, when I started following and I realized, oh, this is so fun. But at the same time, I was thinking, oh, please don't lead me into anything crazy. Just keep it simple. Because I've always had teachers saying, just walk, just keep it simple. And I would never believe them. I'd always was worried that my partner was going to get bored. But, you know, it's better to, to keep things simple and to do it correctly than to lead a million steps and scare somebody. Right. And actually, uh, it is interesting. Um that is the other thing sometimes is leading um, a less experienced dancer. I think that it makes you look at the follower aspect and the things to do or not to do in a different way. I think that it is it is um, a learning experience, of course, and yeah. it deepens the knowledge of tango for both roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Simona, you also DJ. How did how did that happen? Uh, like everything in my time, it just happened. <laughs> uh, again, I like all the aspects of tango. In general, I like to study. So I, mm -hmm. I was running sometimes for my teacher, her practica, when mm -hmm. she could not make it. And I will put the music and then I start reading about DJing and I have a great, uh, I have two great mentors here in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. uh, one is uh, Keep China with and the other is James Bridget. So mm -hmm. with them I study and 
then I started DJ. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the moment, I, I know that as you DJ, as you really listen to the music, you start gravitating more towards certain orchestras and composers. Uh, but then it, it changes, you know, you get into these different moods. Like for me, you know, I used to love Darienzo, which I still do. And then I kind of shifted over to Desarli. Then I got onto this Enrique Rodriguez bender. And then I came back to, uh, to Darienzo in time, but with a different perspective. So at the moment, which, which orchestras or composers or singers are you really liking? Uh, actually, I do the same thing that you do. So mm -hmm. at the moment, I have Tarienz in my mm -hmm. heart. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and also because I do this nerdy thing where I actually studied the song um, with mm -hmm. my tango partner. And actually, it was James that started us on this. So we studied the song and where would be the best way to step in rather than just, I don't know, the one and the five, try yeah. to find other ways to interpret the song. So mm -hmm. I had, uh, I had uh, a big... Um, a big painting that I remove, and behind there is a whiteboard where I put all the notes and wow. <laughs> the study of the mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, it's my secret tango space. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Darienzo right now is the one that I'm studying. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I love this Harley too. And, and sometimes I just fall in love with the song. Last night, uh, I did you last night, and mm -hmm. uh, what 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 I I decided is that I wanted to create a, a tanda uh, all about Merceditas. That's mm. that's the song that I was I'm listening to right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. So when you DJ, do you have your playlist pre-done, or do you, you know, do things in the moment, like adding, you know, put your tandas together in the moment of the during the malanga? I always have a plan, but so I ha I do have a playlist, but mm. I do always end up changing it because, mm. of course, you look at the floor and you decide. I mean, here in Albuquerque, is a little, I, I know more or less the taste, the taste of the crowd, mm -hmm. um, but you never know who is going to show up, and you never know what is the energy of the night. If they are feeling, I don't know, more energetic, that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to play for the rest of the night. If I yeah. see them a little bit tired, I'm going to play mm -hmm. something a little bit softer. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tend to avoid putting Darienzo right after a malanga, unless yes. yeah, unless I'm feeling mischievous. <laughs> yeah. My mentor were my mentors were really clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One yeah. of the things I, I'm starting to work on is uh, trying to dance more slowly to Darienzo. Uh, that's which is super yeah. cool and fun. It's challenging, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Sometimes it's so crowded you have you don't have a choice. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you are also a tango photographer. Uh, how did you get into that? Is that as another logical growth of I love tango and now I have to take pictures of it too? That that yeah. also happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> my my teacher, my first teacher, Svetlana Petkovic. Mm. Um, she's a photographer and she she had her camera at festivals and mm -hmm. she's very generous and she told me, Simona, whenever you feel like, take picture and she showed me how. And I took this great picture of her and her, and her partner mm -hmm. that now is at their home and is framed and everything. Oh, and nice. I, I, I really enjoy capturing that magic moment where people are embracing on a little smile that I don't know. I, I love the details. And so that's how I started. And now my camera follows me everywhere I go when I dance. Nice. So yeah. how has being a photographer impacted your dancing? 
uh, I don't know if it really impacted my dancing. Mm -hmm. It makes me look at details that otherwise I would have not paid attention to. Mm. That Yes, but not necessarily in my dancing. Maybe it's more in the connection mm -hmm. among dancers. Okay. Sometimes I wish that I was invisible when I take pictures. Yeah. So that nobody knows that I'm taking a picture <laughs> and I capture that moment. You know, I feel bad sometimes when I take pictures and people change their expression while they're dancing because they know that they're a photographer. That, mm -hmm. yeah, that, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes actually I, I think that for some of them bring something up. I see them. I see the different light in them after they see the camera. So that yeah. is nice too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's funny. Whenever I try to take a picture of Tango, I always snap the image too late. It's like I see a moment and it's too late. It's already I, gone. I, I think that I found, uh, I found, um, I was just thinking about that last mm. night. If you follow the music when you click, mm. when you capture it, you're going to capture the greatest moment. If okay. you just think about the music. So that is oh. what I'm doing lately. So I click according to the tempo of the song. Oh. And that usually works magic. <laughs> okay, I'll remember that. Yeah. Yes. So it's like <laughs> clicking at the time of the song, like if you were dancing. Yeah. Okay. I th think like yeah. a dancer. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Good, good. Yeah. So yeah, I think I, I met you first in 2019 at in LA, right? That was the uh, the you Tango did. Summit there. Yeah, it was fun, fun dancing with yes. you. And there was the, uh, I remember there was this alternative uh, malanga, which I was really glad they had because they don't really we don't really have too many of those um, in, in other places. So yeah, that was fun. So what's your as a DJ? What's your opinion on alternative music? I know this can be a point of contention for a lot of folks. Oh, I started as an alternative tango DJ. That's how I started. So, okay. nice. <laughs> and I and actually I I think that my first traditional milonga was um, either right before the pandemic or after. So mm -hmm. I've been I've been more of an alternative tango DJ than mm -hmm. a traditional DJ. I I do enjoy both, and yeah. I enjoy dancing both. And I don't see why anyone should limit themselves. <laughs> Unless you don't really like alternative music, right. that, that is not your thing. But I don't mm -hmm. see why we should have limitations. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I love alternative music. I love the traditional stuff too. And I think you know the dancing. I guess the um, the nuevo style, as they call it. Um, I think as long as it all uh, enhances or gives you an, an opportunity to uh, improve your basics, and I, I think they it all it all does. And I think that's the. I completely understand. Same mm -hmm. thing for styles as for music. Whatever you like, mm -hmm. I don't see why you should have limitations. Yeah. <laughs> if you enjoy, I, I do enjoy dancing nuevo with some people, and mm -hmm. with other, I like to dance in very close embrace. Yeah. Um, and it will not be the same experience if I were to dance close embrace with everyone. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I like all the aspects of tango, so yeah. that that includes the music, the styles, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I like the alternative music because I, I I like the idea of, especially when you use uh, music that is not meant for tango, mm -hmm. and you use it for for a milonga. I like the idea of make, making something magical with tango. That's yeah. that's what I find fascinating in the alternative music. It's a mm. song that maybe you just listen to the radio and nobody's dancing, but then when you dance it to dangling, 
it becomes magic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one one good experience I had. I had some friends who really encouraged me to, you know, try blues music as a as a way of dancing alternative tango. So I did a, um, an event. It was tango and blues. So I would try to get the blues community in and. And you can dance some really fun alternative tango movements to blues music, and it kind of gets people oh, yeah. to loosen up a little bit more. And that's and that's yes. fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good to experiment. Yeah. So, Simona, you also teach yourself, right? Yeah, I do. I teach with a with a partner. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have this co-founded the Albuquerque Open Tango. Nice. Which is um, it is for it is for. Uh, absolutely beginner we are trying to um build the community well and enrich the community here in Mm -hmm. albuquerque and we offer free tango classes followed by practica Mm -hmm. in in this brewery here in albuquerque uh it's juno yeah and it's it uh, we are really proud of it it's um a very collaborative space um relaxed Mm -hmm. um and it's, it's so nice to see all these people engage and uh, um, happy about tango. Yeah. 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 In the learning process, yes. Mm-hmm. So in your own experiences uh, teaching tango, how has that helped your, your own social dancing? Uh, so I think... It's not so much my social dancing, but it's the social experience of tango. Mm. It is refreshing to see people that just started and the way that they look at tango, which reminds me of my first time looking at tango and how uh, in love I was. I'm still young, but mm-hmm. um, I love to bring these new students to the community, introduce them to everyone and see them dancing on the dance floor and having mm-hmm. fun and having the big smile on their face. Um, so I think that it's more like it, it, it is it's not so much about my social dancing it's mm-hmm. more about the feeling of the social dancing that mm-hmm. uh, that has changed yeah or mm-hmm. I will say refined more than changed <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I like what you said about just seeing the looks on the faces of beginners when they start falling in love with tango in a similar way that you did and you kind of yeah. relive that so, yeah, of course, you know, when we're begin when I was a beginner, I just couldn't wait to get better at tango, but then I started thinking, you know, it was when I didn't know a lot and I was just having fun and everything was new. That was also really exciting and it's uh yeah, I wish I'd taken more time to appreciate that, but I can kind of live that way through through the students. So, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so enjoy if you're a beginner listening to this, enjoy being a beginner because there's an excitement there that that doesn't it's not quite the same when you get better it's still fun tango is still awesome when you're more experienced but there is something very special about being a being a beginner yeah (laughs) yeah so in the earlier you talked a little bit more about things that new things that you're trying with your dancing with other aspects of tango so what are some other um i guess things that you're thinking maybe somewhere down the future other things that you're going to try either with your dancing or DJing or photography? Um, I think that uh, my main focus right now is, is about the dual role. Um, we are experimenting with class and I think that we are being very successful and I think that besides making be- better dancers, um, also in the community having um, 
dancers that do both roles. Mm -hmm. I think that it brings up something to the community, not only in the terms of, of course, there are going to be more people on the floor because mm -hmm. you don't have to wait for someone to ask. You can go and ask if you yeah. want to be a leader. Mm -hmm. or, and also the experience that um, someone that always leads in following and being a follower will enrich that person too and maybe will get that person to explore more in their tango dancer. So I think that it overall is something that will improve the community in general, both on the level of dancing and mm -hmm. in the social dynamics. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think learning both roles, like you said, that there was a moment when there were too many um, ladies showing up, and then when you learn how to lead, you don't have to sit out. You can you can go dance. It's kind of funny in my community. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes we get too many guys, too many men, and uh, so it's funny when I hear uh, people say, "Oh, there are not enough men." It's like, well, that's that's not the problem here. <laughs> come come down to that. And match. actually, you know, in in yeah. the classes that we have, we often have more men than women mm. now, mm -hmm. and they just, I mean. It doesn't matter. You yeah. still dance both roles, and you can dance with someone that normally is a, that usually yeah. is a leader, and yeah. they're gonna follow. And yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and it's still fun. It's super fun to do to do both roles. It's a you know they're two different art forms. Oh, um, definitely. And there are I don't know. I I love to lead milongas, and um, usually I I lead um, followers for milonga, mm -hmm. uh, and. Um, that is my preference. Sometimes I sometimes I like to be led to it, but mm -hmm. I, I like to have an option in everything. Nice, yeah, yeah. And you get to experience the full range of, of tango. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good, good, yeah. All right, so Simona, where do we find out more about you online? Well, there are, so, uh, abqopentango.wixsite.com uh, okay. is for uh, Albuquerque Open Tango. I also have another <laughs> community builder website uh, with two other partners, um, Get Womack and Keep China With. Mm -hmm. uh, we run this uh, Amilonga, which is um, the word Amiga and mm -hmm. Milonga put together. Ah. And uh, yes, we created that. that. That is a Milonga that we run. And uh, we created in order to give a space for the Tango community to develop friendship. Oh, okay. We oh yes, we try to have it always in either a brewery or a restaurant. We mm -hmm. actually bought this portable dance floor that was it was like a game changer for us because oh, we just okay. take the floor wherever it is, put the floor down and dance. Mm -hmm. Which sounds easy to do, but in practice it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so uh, we so I, I, I feel that if you are in a restaurant where you're having something to drink or you're having something to eat, mm -hmm. uh, you are not so focused only on the fact that you are there for dancing, mm -hmm. but that you can have, you can actually talk to someone that you have not talked to before. You can get to know uh, someone better rather than in a studio or in a space where the only focus is dancing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's our concept. Nice. So it's yes. Ami so Longa? Yes, it's A, A, a milonga. Okay. But it's one word. Um, dot bigsite.com. Okay. 
Great. Yes. And, so, and, and all of that is also on Facebook, Instagram, okay. social media, you name it, we are there too. <laughs> okay. I'll have make sure that's in our show notes so people can look yes. you up. Yeah. So have you been to Buenos Aires yet? I have not. I have not either. So I thought I was the only one who hadn't been there yet. But, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when mm. I when I travel for a long time, usually I go back to Italy to see my family. Okay. So it makes it a little yeah. bit harder. But, but it is mm -hmm. on my list. Yeah. It is on my list. Absolutely. Same here. Same here. Good, good. All right. Well, Simono, this has been a lot of fun. I feel like I could talk uh, all day about tango with you, but I'm sure I'll see you again at some festival. We can we can catch up again there. I'm counting on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Simono, thank you again so much for taking the time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Okay. That was Simona Faro. She's a wonderful dancer, and her adventurous, sometimes reckless approach to tango can be a very productive approach to enriching our lives. Something to consider. Thank you again, Simona, for your time. It was fun chatting with you. And a big thank you to all you listeners out there. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a short moment to leave a five-star rating or review on iTunes, Amazon, Stitcher, or whatever podcast platform you're using. That really helps out. Thanks again for your support. All right, you've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>